Hey there, little shits, and welcome to Horrorphobia, a spooky movie review podcast for the horror lovers and the horrorphobics alike. I'm your host, Jake. Next to me is my wife, Emily. Hello. Across the internet, we have our friend, Ryan. Hello. And all the way the across the slutty, slutty internet, we have our friends, Ian and Jake. Hello. Hail and well met. And <laughs> I guess the even sluttier internet, we also have a guest on the show, Parker. Nice. I was hoping I'd be a part of the slutty stuff. Yeah. Hey Hell yeah, dude. So <laughs> slutty. He's all, he's all slutted up. All right. We are a group of lifelong friends who review horror movies. Why horror movies? Because I love them. And I hate them. We have a great episode for you today. On this episode, we will be reviewing uh, 2018's Hereditary. Uh, first, <laughs> first, we will do our movie synopsis, our spoiler-free review, then we'll get everyone's score for the film. We review on a scale 1 to 10, 1 being, and 10 being, uh. <laughs> then Ryan, Ryan, acting as our resident scaredy cat, will rate the spook factor of the film. And then we will begin our spoiler-filled walkthrough of the film. And I will be providing behind-the-scenes info. I'll do the criticalception upon release. And if it applies, I'll provide production budget versus box office gross and our own personal likes and dislikes of the film. Then after the review, we're all going to play a game. This week, we'll probably be playing uh, Blowjibber of the Week, and if we have enough time, we might be doing a head-to-head -head on trivia. And then after the game, we will go to the Horophobia wheel and... Uh, this week is Emily's exclusive choice. You're at yeah. my mercy so this week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have all the power. <laughs> so destroy the child. As I mentioned <laughs> as I mentioned before, uh, the movie this week is 2018's Hereditary. My synopsis is this. Hereditary is a story about a grieving family that after the passing of the protagonist estranged and seemingly mentally ill mother, the family begins to experience supernatural occurrences. My review is this. Hereditary is Ari Aster's directorial debut about the grieving, the loss of our loved ones, and the lengths we go to to lessen our grief. It also highlights what happens to us when we lose a loved one that we may not feel so affectionate towards. That sickly mix of guilt swirled in with grief and trauma. Most film historians will look back on the resurgence of public interest in horror movies in the 2018s, especially quote-unquote elevated horror, and they will point to this film as one of the main catalysts of that movement. This movie takes moments in horror films that we feel like we've seen or experienced before, but then surprises you with how those moments end up being accomplished. When I saw this film, when it released in 2018, myself, a veteran horror film fan, left the theater, and went to walk around Walmart with friends to shake off what I had just seen. A heartbreakingly believable cast of characters and a well-written script helped bring this film to the upper echelons of horror cinema of the past few decades. The acting, especially by Tony Collette, is superb. So well done, in fact, that the year that this movie came out, the fact that she did not receive an Oscar nomination for her performance in this film just goes to show how little respect horror films get from modern cinema and the award ceremonies that surrounding them. But this film is expertly written, shot, 
acted and edited. The only complaint I have is that I'll never be able to relive watching this film again for the first time. So I'm giving this film 10 fucking faces on your face. (laughs) (laughs) So Ryan, what is your review? Okay. In lieu of a written review, (laughs) I'm going to tell you guys, I'm going to tell you guys a story about how hereditary ruined my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) and i uh yeah it was so may 23rd i turned 31 years old i have the day off of work i sleep in (laughs) i go out to lunch with my girlfriend i drive an hour and a half to my friend's house we go play disc golf we get some taco bell having a great time great birthday so far (laughs) and then we put on hereditary and nothing could have prepared me for how emotionally abusive this fucking movie is. Yep. The scares, the scares were enough, right? Like, I mean, it, this is the scariest movie I've ever seen, by far. And that would be it. But the the biggest part of it was just the emotional dread that builds through the movie to. You had made mention in an earlier episode about Hereditary, about how you're wishing the movie would fucking end. Mm-hmm. And I now know what you meant because you weren't like, oh, this is scary. I want it to end. You're like, my soul can only take so fucking much. <laughs> like, I literally cannot take these gut punches over and over. So to shake that off, you had to go watch walk around Walmart. That's something I couldn't do. I had to go home right after we got finished watch. I had to drive home alone an hour and a half in the dark. Couldn't even look at my own fucking rearview mirror because there might be a fucking headless little girl back there. I, this movie, I fucking, I hate it. I hated this fucking movie. 10 out of fucking 10. It's a 10. It's a goddamn fucking 10 and fuck it. I hate it. You know what it is? It's fucking Tom Brady. Oh. It's it's Tom Brady because it's the it's the goat, right? Like Tom Brady's the goat, but I fucking hate him. But I can't <laughs> deny that it's fucking he's amazing and I this the, that's how this movie is. It's like god damn it, it's one of the best movies I've ever fucking seen and I fucking hate it. I never want to watch it again, but god damn it, it was a masterpiece. So, yeah, 10 out of 10. Tom Brady out of 10. Yeah, yes, Tom Brady out of 10. Ten, <laughs> 10 out of 10 birthdays ruined for me. Yep. Nice, nice, nice. Has that ever happened to you? Um, so, uh, Ian, what are you giving this film? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this movie, it set like a really high bar for me in the horror genre. It's, I mean, it's everything I'd want in a horror film. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my favorite horror movie, and it's probably my second favorite movie overall. Um, there's an unsettling aura throughout the whole entire movie. The soundtrack is killer. Every scene is thought out and has a purpose. There's so many details to pick up on. It's great pacing, great acting. And I mean, I've seen Hereditary probably like 10 times now, and I still gain something new every time I see it, you know, with all little details and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, anyone who loves being spooked and thinks they have a fucked up family, (laughs) you should lock yourself in your room away from your (laughs) fucked up family, shut off the lights and watch this movie. So oh I'm 
I'm giving Hereditary a 9.8 headaches from slamming your head on the attic door. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck! (laughs) Is this movie better than Speed? Uh, debatable. <laughs> I know they like. There's no bus j- jumping. Speed, like a, a speed is gap. a great movie. <laughs> it's oh a great God. movie. All right. Uh, so other Jake, what are you giving this film? Uh, everyone said already said so much, and I I agree with so much of that. Uh, one thing that I noticed about this movie that I really enjoyed was its subtlety. Um, it's something that I think I'm. Like compared to just based on the movie we did last week, I I can't remember the name. I just think of the ritual, which is Wicker Man. Wicker Man, um, and it's it's uh was compared to this way way over the top as far as like uh it's iconography and like the actual like the the weird thing about this movie was it like it teaches you about like the practical like application of what goes into a ritual. I think more than, like I said, I need to rewatch this. We, we talked a little bit pre-show, but I need to watch this movie a lot more just to wrap my head around some of the things and some of the subtlety of the way scenes were acted and the interactions with characters and set and all that. And I'm, super interested in doing that and super excited to um this is a great movie uh i gave it a 9.6 uh, nice headless birds nice. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah i think i think going off more what jake said i mean i think you'd really like midsummer too like is that that reminded me a lot of the wicker man who me from the same no jake uh, other jake you say how oh, you yeah, like people, the Wicker Man and stuff. Those like, two, uh, as far as ritual movies together, and I, I haven't seen Midsummer yet, but uh, oh, it's great. This, that's one you, I would love to do because I actually like that movie. Um, yeah. and it's also it's it's just as good of a movie, but it's one that I wouldn't mind rewatching. Yeah, it just goes more in why he's the slow the uh, master of daytime horror because he can make scary yeah. shit with the lights on and you'll still be scared. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Yeah, so uh, speaking of uh, special guest, Parker, what do you give in this film? So I, I came up with five. I usually come up with five factors, and I, I put those out of ten. And so this is like a slow burn paranormal cult horror type movie. So the five factors I chose were uh, the scare factor, uh, story slash dialogue, acting, pacing, and then the overall feel and atmosphere. I gave it a 10 for scares. I gave it a 9.5 for story and dialogue. I gave it a 9.5 for the acting. The only reason I took 0.5 off for acting is because the dad's accent goes from American yeah. to like Irish, yeah. back to yeah. American to Irish. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't know where that came from. Yeah. Uh, pacing, <laughs> I gave it a 10, which is pretty important for like a slow burn. And then yeah. the atmosphere, I gave it a 10 as well. So overall, I copied him 9.8 out of 10. Nice. 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 All right. Now, finally, Emily, Me. what is your rating? This movie, I didn't think this movie was going to be important to me, but after we watched it, we did walk around Walmart and I didn't allow us to bring this to, I didn't allow Jake to buy this movie and bring it into our house. I did not want it anywhere near me. Like bringing a Ouija board in there. Exactly. I was still terrified of horror movies. I wouldn't watch them with him in the house. He watched Annabelle alone 
when I was at work and I was terrified. I have a Raggedy Ann doll that I grew up with <laughs> and I put her at the bottom of my underwear drawer and she's still there. Like, I that. yeah, That's I thought I was like, you demonized like my childhood doll. So, but after, um, if only it were that easy. Yeah. <laughs> this shit takes work and like a team it's of people. Yeah. And years and generations of people. Yeah. As we'll learn. Yep. It oh just every movie we watched after this though was not as scary and nothing bothered me. Nothing kept me awake anymore. This movie like broke me. And now I <laughs> love horror movies and I can like watch them and not be terrified of them. And this is uh, an intense movie but it's intense every time i've watched it we've watched it like four times now and i still like tense up and it's hard to watch and i think that's like amazing that a movie could do that and like be effective every single time you watch it mm -hmm. so i gave it a 10 out of 10 pairs of incredible schoolroom scissors <laughs> oh, yeah. the sharpest most amazing i actually went to michael's yesterday looking for scissors like that and they're like 60 dollars so oh, mm, yeah, just, just yeah. Like, <laughs> we don't have that we don't have that school budget no dude <laughs> yeah. most people are looking for knives that can cut cans she looks for you know scissors that can... <laughs> not for birds <laughs> for my candle wigs like... <laughs> sure <laughs> wow that's all right. So, uh, Ryan, uh, what are you rating the spook factor of Hereditary? Okay, I gotta have somewhere to go, right? Because so this is this is the scariest movie I've ever seen. It's the it's um, at the top. It's the top. It, it's at the top, but I can't give it a ten because I gotta have somewhere to go. You think? I mean, what I, are you gonna, where are you gonna go? I don't know, uh, man. I'm giving I mean, it a nine. I'm okay. giving it yeah. a nine for nine for scare because I gotta have somewhere to go. Um, I mean, either way, we're going to, like, we know that Hereditary is still what you're going to compare everything to anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Like, this, so, this is yeah. the top of, of every movie, which I haven't seen a ton of horror movies. I've seen, probably since we started this podcast, I think I've seen more horror movies since we started this than I have my entire life prior to the podcast. So And movies. Uh, <laughs> this is, this is number one. Oh, really? This I thought this 11. was episode 10. I'm sorry. We we miscounted. I went back and counted it. We thought this was ten, which is interesting because in our episode one, Emily did mention that episode ten we would be. She's like, we should do I hereditary, did. and I said, fuck no, I won't be desensitized by then. Yeah. But episode eleven was it. So <laughs> I think you were uh, ready. Yeah. You just wanted yeah, to be right. No, I never would have been. I never would have been ready for it. And not even, nope. even if I was ready for the scares, which I wasn't speaking of which, if you guys want to play over under, over under of how many nights of sleep I lost, that's not over yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I woke up sick the next oh. day. Like, like I'm like literally like you can hear it in my voice, right? Like I've been like, the only thing that's allowing me to sleep right now is NyQuil. I haven't slept since my 31st birthday. Which is my Halloween day, too. Yeah, 30 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I have not. The yeah, unlucky no. number. My girlfriend's dude, out of town right now. Is that payment behind you? <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Oh, <laughs> hey, we, Ryan, we've turned Ryan into an empty vessel with all this drama. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This year's I'm Charlie's not, clicking. That was the goal. I'm, we've I'm done at it. my most vulnerable right now. Uh, yeah. Really. I'm, dude, it's, yeah, it's bad. It's real bad. So, 
I'll, I'll, I'll keep you updated on how many nights I actually lose sleep over. But yeah, this was, this was by far the scariest movie I've ever seen. Yep. But it was great. It was great. And I hate it. And I yep. hate my life. Let's keep going. And you chose this movie. I did. I <laughs> remember you. when The Ring this was, was all like you. the scariest movie? Back in the day, the ring that? was like super. The ring is like a yeah, four compared to Hereditary at a nine. I mean, the ring is great. I, in my opinion, it's great. Yeah, it's great, but it's it's definitely lower at than time. Hereditary. No, yeah. yeah, at the time. I, yeah, for the I, and when I mean, we were kids. I still think for me, it's still Exorcist or this, like Exorcist, the, the original Exorcist. Mm-hmm. See, Exorcist. I've seen it a couple times. It's it's hard to get over like the uh, the animation, just the way that it looks. That's why I, I always usually just watch modern movies. It just shakes me up every single time. Like Jake, every would time you they go up to that room. Would just, you say this is one of the scariest movies you've ever seen? Me? Yeah. As a horror buff. Okay. Yeah. So no, what mean, else like, could happen to me? If I watch this one, what where what else you can't do shit to me now. They'll only they'll only be easier. You'll, and, you'll be yeah. unless, unless you end up finding out that some other subgenre of horror, you know, like tort, yeah. you know, like like something else really bothers you that you haven't figured out yet um because i mean the the spectrum of horror you know is, is vast so yeah oh this hit this hit everything this maybe hit butt boy maybe butt boy will upset you Ooh. who knows butt, butt boy what the yeah. fuck have is you that? seen any found footage movies uh yeah yeah um i've seen uh cloverfield. like cloverfield yeah okay <laughs> it's a good movie i like that jj abrams i just watched um, it for the first time like a month ago two months ago yeah i loved it so no head um <laughs> <laughs> so okay, i guess let's i guess now spoilers yes dude yes queen let's get into spoilers. the spoilers Hey everyone, Ryan here, and I'm here to tell you about us, Horophobia, the spooky movie review podcast. Uh, now, we love doing this show for you guys weekly, absolutely free of charge, but if there's something you want to do to support us, there's many ways you can do that. Uh, one of those ways would be to tell a friend, because word of mouth travels faster than you think. Uh, another huge way would be to leave a review on our podcast on either Spotify or Apple or wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, that helps because it really will boost us up the algorithm and allow us to be more visible so more people like you who enjoy the podcast uh, will be able to find us. And we also have our Patreon at patreon.com slash horophobia. There you will find all of our tiers and the benefits you will get for subscribing to them. And then we have our socials, uh, Twitter at HorrorphobiaPod, Instagram at HorrorphobiaPodcast, and our Facebook is Horophobia, a spooky movie review podcast. So thank you very much, and enjoy the rest of the show. Okay, so I guess I guess since we're into spoilers, let's get into um, like critical reception of the film. Oh I'm sorry, are you not ready? Oh my gosh. No, I'm ready. That's okay. I just did. It's just at a new and exciting time every time that we do. I know. Well, that's why I <laughs> yeah, I like no, that I we kind of got into that early on trick or treat when I was listening to it. So I think I wanted. Yeah, to get those to get, get those two things out of the way. Yeah, get production mm. budget and get yeah, um 
critical reception out of the way. That's true. I I'm definitely not looking up my shit right now, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the critical reception for Hereditary was pretty stellar across the board. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure exactly how people were excited for it when it was Ari Aster's first debut movie. I mean, I think he's yeah. done short movies before this, but... Um, I remember when it came out on the festival like cans and all those oh, yeah, I and guess. i remember people saying it was the new exorcist yeah so in fact they they had that quoted on the trailer yeah too, they, and did, they, were, they, did. they were promoting it yeah so and now mm -hmm. we don't believe anyone when they say that a movie is the next hereditary yeah we we believe is. yeah we believe that with saint yep. maud and we were saint maud we say that at home all the time. Why are yeah. you reacting like that? Every time we scroll <laughs> St. Maud on Prime, we go, fuck St. Maud. Yeah, that's true. It's a cute thing we do. <laughs> now you're not doing it anymore. With I'm me. just saying. We'll, we'll <laughs> you guys, guys want to like. Last time we went over it, are we done? I was like, we, maybe we should go back and watch that. Maybe we were too harsh on it. Oh my gosh, he's screaming. I'm sorry. You guys, you guys need therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah we do. You need you guys okay. That's just you a guys it. You can like. We can like call a ten minute break or something. Over, over same, no, keep it in. You guys can have that fun. You have been married a while. Yeah, too long. No, I'm kidding. Right. Oh my we'll, god. We'll watch Saint Maud again, then we'll see if we the marriage is worth it. Um, <laughs> Start splitting up the furniture. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Dog. Um, but yeah, it's the critical reception is pretty much ninety percent across the board. Um, and everyone's just celebrating Tony Collette's performance. Who mm -hmm. we watched the special features, and Tony Collette said, "I'm not doing another dramatic, intense movie. I'm doing a comedy next." And then she picked this movie. Do you know when Jesus. her last horror movie was before that? What? Sixth Sense in 1999. Oh wow! Sixth Sense, and she oh, said yeah, she yeah, said she couldn't mom. do any more horror movies because she was too afraid of them, and oh, she was like gosh. a big baby. Then she read the script and saw yeah. it was Ari Aster's debut movie, and she had to take it. And now she's yeah. really she said afraid she was, of it. Yeah, she was tired of crying all the time. Yeah, yeah, That's but she's she so good at it. Like, yeah, me fucking too. Dude. Jesus Christ! <laughs> you, just get on, dude, everyone. Get on Wellbutrin and then do another movie. Could you imagine Bruce Willis's rodden brain on the set of Hereditary? <laughs> oh God! Dude, and you know what's funny? Everybody talks about Tony Collette's character and her role and she was obviously incredible but i thought the person that carried the movie she was obviously awesome and this guy didn't carry it but alex yeah. wolf the son yeah Peter, yeah his yeah. reaction to everything so was good. by far the ter most terrifying part of the whole yeah. movie absolutely yeah yeah so yeah, he, I, yeah yeah i think i think he to. yeah i think he said that he method acted that yeah. whole like yeah. his whole yeah. Character. Yeah. unreal yeah, yeah, we watched uh, we great. watched Cursed on uh on it's the special feature on the Blu-ray and it's like the uh, the making of and yeah they said that um they called him what's the name of the character uh, Peter Peter they called him Peter, Peter the entire time everybody yeah. called him Peter yeah. and he like introduced himself as yeah. Alex by the end of the movie like yeah. he's like nice to meet you yeah which is super was, I don't so talk good. to it it's but that's good he did great so. A couple, a couple of fun facts with Alex Wolf is uh, he was one of the two members of the Naked Brothers band. Yes. No fucking yes. way! I thought that really? name was familiar. Yep, he what was. He was one of the main dudes in that. It's crazy. I love that. Oh uh, my fucking god! Yeah, in in yeah. Me. Man. Yep. 
Oh, that's uh, right. It was a it was a Nickelodeon show like yeah. back in like 2004 or something. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like for sure. Yeah. Like it. This is it. It sucked. It was a bad show. Oh yeah. It, you, it was yeah. around the time of like uh, like Zoe 101. And, they were good yeah. though, and that's all that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they just were basically like brothers that had a band. They it was like pre Jonas Brothers, I think. Like I think oh, this yeah. was I, like was it really? Um, I think so. I I think this was this was old because like, I remember seeing this shit when I was like twelve. Yeah, um, it came out in two thousand seven. Oh, did it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because also in two thousand seven, he, uh, he, he, he was fifteen. He uh, portrayed the young boy in the Fall Out music video. Was the I? Takeover. Oh, I was fifteen. Oh. I no, didn't. Uh, so, <laughs> did I watch that shit? No, I did not watch Explain that shit. I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened, guys. I was playing with my action figures. Okay. And I was 17. Watch the Naked it. Brothers Band. And Naked Brothers Band was on the fucking TV. And I was like, you know, I, there's nothing else cute. on. Look at these cute boys. I was homeschooled. There was nothing else on TV. What do you want? You ever he meant, you're finding his sexuality? You ever, stay home from, you ever stay home sick from school and then realize like there's nothing good on TV when you're not at school? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You thought I was naked and afraid. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got I got caught. I got caught real bad. Anyways, ten billion dollar budget. Um. They ten million dollar budget, eighty two million gross. Nice. They, so they got my dollars. And um, I will say, that, so there was uh, there's people who don't like this movie. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. There are people who say like it's like overrated and like it's like whatever. Those people yeah, the are the they're the, the fucking fuck, yes. they're the contrarian contrarians. I can like, I can explain like, it. Because I saw it in theaters and everybody around me hated it. When they were walking out, they all said, that was awful. And the next thing they said was, I didn't get it at all. And I was yeah, like, that's the thing. how do you oh, not I didn't understand it? it. Okay. I thought the ending, yeah. I thought they should have, like when when it, when when it they play that music and it's it's that song Reborn. They're like playing that song and it, go, it starts zooming in on uh, Peter's face. I thought they should have cut the movie there. And not had that one minute dialogue at the end because I didn't think they needed to explain that at all no, because I, yeah, I understood right. it fully. They yeah. still gave that dialogue and people still didn't get it. Yeah, and I didn't understand how that was possible. Yeah, like That's they, crazy. they explained it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think those people just have like happy families? <laughs> Maybe they have functioning Maybe. families. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's an attention really span thing to where it's like some people were just like probably so disturbed that they kind of like tucked into like I'm gonna stare at the person's oh, yeah. the back of their head in front of me. Like, <laughs> I think that's how I my mom was. Jake, it like survive. It's people who can't understand value in things that they don't like. Yeah, like because I hated this movie. To like I cannot stress that enough. I fucking hated the experience of watching this movie, but it is a ten. I can see the art. I can see the value of this movie, but I don't, I didn't, I at no point during this movie was I, I wasn't happy. Like I didn't enjoy myself. Like thinking back it to a movie, like exactly trick or, what it was supposed to trick or treat. Right. I was a blast. I loved like, that was a feel good horror movie. Like that was a movie that I was happy to watch and I would be happy to watch again. This was not that. Yeah. And this that, was now, true horror. Now you get to see the
the full spectrum of horror movies and exactly you know, and i'm glad i'm glad fun. to ha- to know that i'm glad to feel that and to be like okay that's where it can go mm-hmm. but I, like i said like i am like my guttural reaction was like get this shit away from me but also i was in, intensely watching this with the fucking lights off fuck you guys for turning the lights off <laughs> Um, you have to. There was a glare. Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> there was I watched, a glare I, alone. I, I wanted to watch it with the lights off the whole time, but I didn't want well, to scare you. I was trying to take notes, but whatever. I, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. After a certain point, I realized like notes weren't going to help me. Yeah. Um. So then I, I shut the lights off. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, it's uh, like I said, I I was I I didn't have a good time watching it, but I can see the masterpiece that it is. Yeah so it got a 10 you know what i mean so like i just think people who don't like it like like parker said like either didn't get it or they're contrarians or they're like just because it's popular because people like it they just say like oh it sucked what's overrated because they want to be different i mean at the time they might not have known that yet yeah and some like don't get it some people just love jump scares too and this does not have jump scares actually I worked Sorry. with somebody There's who only a few. Hereditary was overrated, and yeah, he was like, it just didn't, like, nothing, like, jumped out and, like, actually scared me. Yeah. I was like... Some people yeah. love that shit. Or me, I just roll it, my like, eyes whenever I see a jump scare, usually. Yeah. But... Yeah, I'm all about the atmosphere, how it makes you feel. Good vibe. Or bad vibe. <sighs> what is so <laughs> Why'd you do that? I don't know. I just wanted the, I wanted the drop, so... I loved it. All right. <laughs> That one's not coming through good. Um, the rest of them come through good. That one's not. It comes um, through good to me, and that's all that matters. Uh, <laughs> so no head. <laughs> <laughs> that one comes through great. Okay. Speaking speaking of no head, um, I guess we'll get in the walkthrough. Of yeah. Her head is scary. <laughs> um, so this movie uh, begins uh, with. You see a lot of uh, miniature sculptures of houses and whatever. Like there's like kind of like a room. Uh, it center the, the the story centers around this family, um, and the mother, uh, Annie. She makes sculptures. That's her job. Like she's like she makes like miniatures of um, real life things. Like a lot of it is kind of like storytelling of like events that have happened in people's lives. Um, and she's very, very talented at this and it's going through all of these sculptures and it zooms in on one that is their house. Uh, and it zooms in and it does a cool transition of, uh, into, uh, Peter's room. Peter is the son. And as it zooms in on this miniature, the room becomes real. Like it's like, it's just the scene starts and it's the father, uh, waking up, uh, the son, uh, trying to get him ready for the funeral because uh, the it basically centers around uh, this grandmother of the family had passed away and uh, they were getting ready for the funeral. Uh, they go and find Charlie, which is the daughter. Uh, she sleeps in the uh, treehouse a lot. Um, and they go to this funeral and the mother, what was that? foreshadowing her sleeping up yes. in the treehouse a lot yes exactly well, finding exactly. comfort and there yes another, oh, another thing i, I will say that. is when on the first transition like you said the the first transition of the movie 
comes in through a window uh, into Annie's workshop, which is where we get the camera pan and then a zoom into their miniature house, um, mm-hmm. which will contrast later. The window we come into, which is uh, Annie's room, isn't the room we're going to leave in. Ah, yep. Yep. It's funny you mentioned that that's like her work, because if you notice, the majority of the sculptures that she had actually resemble the majority of the trauma that she's got in her life. It's most of the traumatic experiences that she's felt. In fact, she has to like turn some of them away from her because exactly like having to relive them over and over. Yes. Mom popping yeah. a titty out. Which exactly. Is, yeah. And it's kind of like what I attributed this to because she that's her art, right? And a lot of people use art to express their trauma. Um, like I, I'm a musician. So a lot of my trauma, I write through my music. You know what I mean? It's shit that I don't want to relive and think about, but it comes out through that. And so when people think it's weird, I think some people would look at this, look at like her sculpting traumatic experiences and think that's weird. Like, why would you want to do that? But to me, it makes perfect sense why she would do that because you are projecting that trauma into something that makes it worth it. Like, that's kind of how I've always, you know, like, it's like, well, if I'm going to go through this trauma, I'm at least going to create art out of it. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's kind of how I've justified a lot of it uh, and how it makes it okay for me. And, uh, you know, I just think, so to me, her her sculpting these traumatic situations of hers makes complete sense to me. Yeah, and King Payment also, he is known as appreciator of the arts too. Oh, which, which yeah, he's known. Okay, so King Payment, like he's uh, he's a science nerd. He's appreciator of the arts and a nature lover. He's the so god of mischief, the demon yeah, of mischief. God of mis- yeah, yeah, demon of mischief. Not to get which too much in him now, but no, we're yeah. good. But, oh, yeah. well, see, I'm assuming kinda, people who are still on the first this, shot right now. Yeah, they, they probably <laughs> people have, who are listening to this have probably seen this movie, especially if they're in spoiler section. So you know who Payment is, Hail Payment. Help him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> While we're addressing it, though, it's it's. I mean, the two, everybody in. I mean, the the husband is the one I noticed. He didn't really. His art is, I guess, uh, psychiatry, uh, which doesn't really. I guess manifest is just like someone who just is trying to control the situation. But uh, Annie has her work at Minis. Uh, uh, the daughter, I can't think of her name. Charlie. Charlie. Uh, does a bunch of little artistic stuff and she's scribbling in her notebook and uh, Peter is noodling on a guitar and has a keyboard in his room, uh, one of the first shots we get. So, like, uh, one of the things I notice is, like, uh, this movie is obviously, we've already talked about trauma, but it's, like, I've heard people associate, like, uh like being evacuated almost is like the only time you can be possessed and like evacuated people don't create art because they don't have any substance to put out. They're evacuated. So it's like, Mm. they're almost showing that these people are involved in their art. And it's like later on, we see that that doesn't really in this case against this demon, that doesn't help. It honestly like spirals them more, especially with Peter at the end is like, his evacuated expression is just like, this is beating me. I've pushed this all out. I'm reliving my trauma. And, you know, it's just like, it's completely consumed them at the end. Like right, they become and that, miniature. That makes a lot of sense though, because it doesn't really, Peter doesn't really have an artistic expression. 
So for him to be the target, that actually lines up very well. Um, True. Yeah, because it says payment takes the most vulnerable. Right. Um, but uh, so they're at this funeral uh, for the grandmother who was a she was a very secretive woman. Um, she was 78 when she died. And as far as her daughter, Annie, knew, she didn't have a lot of friends, but there was a lot of people at the funeral. And she said that she thought that her her mother would be suspicious of this, that uh, this is like, you know, that she was very secretive and uh, that she doesn't understand why these people would be here. Um, and that obviously their relationship uh, between that mother and daughter was was strained, to say the least. Um, but she gave the eulogy anyway. You remember the smiling oh. guy at the uh, funeral? Yeah, I fucking he do. He was there at the end, naked. Yes. In the yeah. room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nope. that's I uh, he was just waiting. I wasn't looking at anybody's faces at the end, so I can't really. I was all dick, all dick. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, there's was, there yeah. are there are a lot of uh, there's a lot of things that you miss unless you've watched it like multiple times. That is one that I did catch though, because that guy had a very like it's a smile that stuck with you. You know what I mean? Like you could recognize that face pretty well, um, and that <laughs> comes in later. Exactly. And they showed us those balls. Yes, they yeah. did. Um but uh so Charlie um during this funeral is like drawing like pictures and stuff. She's always got this little notebook where she draws like usually kind of disturbing looking pictures. She always makes this clicking noise, this like tongue click. Like I I don't know if that's gonna come through on the fucking over the, the podcast, you, but you and I hear that? Did you hear it? Yeah, no, it's not. It's not coming through. I Damn. will add a sound effect. Yeah. Our mics suck. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the um, she makes this like clicking noise or whatever. She seems to have some form of like autism or something like some kind of the the way that she's like acting. Um, you know, yeah. what I mean? like whether she ground, has not making eye contact. kind of. Yeah, thing. like some some like social like. Um, like she's she misses like social cues. Like she's not she's like kind of like a weird girl. Yeah. You're saying um, that bird hits the, the window, she doesn't even flinch. Oh, she's no, a exactly. all. You're saying autistic yeah. cut cut you know the heads off of birds. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying an autistic girl would definitely cut the head off a bird. Yes. <laughs> um, and I'm not ashamed to say that. Cancel me if you want to, but that's exactly what an autistic person would like, do. Obviously, not all autistic people would cut heads off birds, but like most people that would cut heads off birds may be. On that spectrum, yes. Yeah. Which uh, then, whatever. Anyways, I'm not going to get into the theory of autism. Um, the theory, <laughs> the theory. Yes, it's a theory. You're, you're just <laughs> snowballing here. It, do, it doesn't exist. I, it doesn't the exist. myth of they're fakers. The, the absolute, the absolute fallacy. I will um, say, I will say though that Charlie is payment from the day she was born too. So like yeah. she's been controlled like her whole life. No. Okay. He doesn't. He doesn't take vessels that are female. Well, she you that mean, was the first successful host that she had or payment had. But at the end of the movie, that's why, like Joan said, we've corrected the host or we've corrected whatever, and now you have a a male host or whatever. She See, she, was, I took she it, was second born though. Yeah. No, she I don't was, know. That's, but so that yeah. was the thing. Is that. The uh, the mother says that she, when the son had uh, was born, 
she had already kind of distanced herself from the mother. Yeah, yeah. she said she wouldn't let her mom around the son at all yeah, the, because they had a falling out. Yeah, I learned. I didn't. I never knew this, but uh, the husband was the wife's psychiatrist. Is the backstory? Oh. Okay. And she married her, and then he enforced a no contact rule. Oh, with, yeah. with the mother, and okay. so that's when the Peter was born. Okay. And so the grandma had to then, over the years, try to mend that relationship so she could get to the next born. Yep. And then yes. they they could she do the ritual, said, but there was going to be a little bit of a mix up. Gotcha. She hoped it was going to be a boy, but it wasn't. But either way, she she said she sunk her hooks into that daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, her name was a boy name too, Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think somebody calls her Charles at one point too at the end. Oh. Hmm. I didn't catch that, but like that, that definitely sure. could be. Um, but so I think the, the way that I took it, I don't know if it necessarily, I think that Charlie's body was hosting payment, but I don't think it was, I don't think it was like a reincarnation from birth. I think the grandmother sunk her hooks into her by almost placing, placing payment's soul into Charlie almost as like two souls like char like charlie and payment soul were both possessing the same body yeah they they did have to do something the mom did so the mom would or the grandma would feed her right breastfeed her the mom yes. would drink that root that that special root and that mm. would get in her breast milk that would be fed to the char to charlie and you remember when uh the mom annie was at uh jones house and she finds a little thing like a weird thing in her tea she drinks and she's like oh what's that and she takes it out oh. that's part of the same root so that was uh. more of like a ritual like they needed to get that in the body hmm. to be able yeah. to host them Isn't it's almost similar, like, like a ritual a, cleansing the tannis root yeah from rosemary's from, baby yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. so so i think i think that charlie Charlie had a personality of her own, but payment was also in there. So the payment, I always was thought coming... of it as like an integration kind of exactly. thing. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Like payment was coming out in certain, like what I would call the autistic tendencies, like cutting off like the bird's head and like the, like no eye contact and like doing weird drawings at a funeral. <laughs> Those were payment. Like so, and all the drawings were foreshadowing and stuff. Like all of them had stuff to do. Like when she took the head off the bird, she was making the sculpture that looked like the sculpture at the end, and yeah, it was all foreshadowing. She had seen it before; she knew it was coming. Yeah, well, he, even uh, the guy at the funeral, uh, the creepy cultist, like who smiles, is smiling at Charlie when she's looking at her grandma because he knows he's looking at payment. Yeah, it's basically a walking deity a in king. front of him. Yeah. 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 Yep, and that's actually so. Like one of the other cult members, when that bird flew into the window, um, and uh, when Charlie goes out to cut off the the bird's head, there was a woman watching from across the street that like waved over or whatever. That was another one of the cult members. Mm -hmm. Um, so they're they're keeping tabs. Like they know this child is hosting payment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and that it's been know, it was destined before she was even born. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, we've already kind of gone through all that stuff, so I will skip forward a little bit here. Um, Annie ends up uh, going to a grief counseling support group. Um, she had said she was going to a movie, but she went there. Um, kind of starts discussing, like, 
she doesn't want to talk, but they're like, does anybody here want to say something? And she, they, they do the, like, she's like, I'm Annie. And everybody's like, hi, Annie. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that actually happens at those yeah, like, things? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So. Like everybody just says hi. Yeah. Absolutely. Dude. Okay. Yeah, Cause I wasn't sure. What do you think they say? They're just like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. You walk in, they're just like, yeah. Can you fuck leave? you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I'm just wondering because I've only ever seen that in movies, so I'm like, is that a, a real life thing? But something fruity. She kind of talks about how she's having trouble processing the loss of her mother because she can't tell if she's sad that her mother died or if it's something that doesn't really matter to her, which has got to be a confusing emotion. I have never experienced something like that. Yeah. Um. But the the death of a family member that you would the guilt you would feel of being somewhat relieved that somebody that you are kind of sick of dealing with, mm-hmm. you know, I think that would be hard to process. So yeah. so that's what she's there for. I've had she that. also talks she also talks about um, how I think her was it her brother who killed himself. Yeah, well, like because, she had come earlier. Well, killed himself because he said that. Um, the mother was trying to put people in his body. Exactly. Which probably fucking was. Yeah. Um, and so she goes to this and she said that she's going there because last time she went before, like probably with her brother, she said it helped a little bit. So all the trauma stuff she talks about too is so crazy. Like about how the mom, like the, I think, was it her brother that died because he thought like her mom was putting people into him and yeah yeah like the, yeah then the husband right right the husband hung himself or killed himself also oh, yeah, yeah. Her... you know yeah. the husband she killed him right killed son killed himself and he she killed the husband i think she is what she says mm-hmm. and i think at this point too she'd already kind of gone through her mother's stuff a little bit and she found some like kind of weird shit, like some like weird books about like maybe some like culty shit, but she didn't think much of it. But there was a note in one of the books that said like, basically, I, I'm paraphrasing here, but basically like, don't feel too bad about all the bad shit that's going to happen to you because the rewards are fucking awesome. Yeah. Right. And she doesn't think anything of it. She's just like, my mom is fucking crazy or whatever. Um, but uh, Peter, the son uh he wants to go to a party and uh he it's asks his mom party. If he, uh, it's a birthday party it's your birthday party it's your birthday, party. Your birthday <laughs> happy birthday darling <laughs> <laughs> i love that the, song dude that's for all the bright eyes fans out there dude oh yeah uh, like him having this conversation reminds me of like listening to uh, other jake have you know asking his mom if he could go somewhere when we were teenagers <laughs> it was like the same conversation yeah. Oh, um. So she basically Exhausting. was like. Now, it, what's and what's interesting too is that you can already tell like there there's some some animosity between the son and and the mother there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Even before the traumatic event that will follow happens, um, and you find out what that is later. But, um. So he asked if he can go, and she basically is like, "Bring your sister because she should experience some normal girl shit." Right. Obviously, this little girl is is displaying some 
abnormal qualities and stuff and she just wants her her daughter to just be you know like have fun like a normal little girl would Mm -hmm. so she sends her daughter well she basically convinces that because the daughter doesn't want to go to the fucking party but she's like you're gonna fucking pushing her pushing her off and she's like okay okay i'm gonna fucking go so they go to this party um and uh the uh peter there's this girl he likes there and like he goes up and starts like smoking weed with her um there was a scene earlier at the funeral they made a real subtle remark of it that charlie is allergic to peanuts um she's like eating like a chocolate bar and they just like act like is there nuts in that like it was like super subtle it was super quick like you didn't really notice it i took note of it because i'm like this seems like a movie that wouldn't have unnecessary dialogue yeah so that's got to come into play later also i did know what was going to happen in the yeah. car already this was spoiled for me that sucks yeah which is yeah i don't know though if, you were, shocking scene. if yeah. you were so affected by the rest of the movie you may your little heart might not have handled no, Not yeah, maybe it. it was a blessing. Maybe yeah. it was a blessing. That was yeah. that was one of the beautiful things about this movie when it came out. What at least for me was the trailer just made it look kind of like a creepy kid movie. It just seemed like mm-hmm. it was a movie about Charlie being a creepy little kid, and that was about it. And I'm like, all right, that sounds cool. Like everybody says, it's the next Exorcist. It sounds awesome. Yeah. And then she 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 dies half hour into yeah. the movie. Yeah, literally the yeah. first act. It yeah. was the yeah. end. That marks the end of the first act. Yeah. Right. And you like look down the way. I looked down the way or the row in the movie theater, and Jake's hands were over his mouth, and everybody else's were. And Jake kept his hands over his mouth for like, like fifteen minutes. Yeah. When I watched movie. it on Saturday, I went. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and exactly. just watched. It's. it's I know. Yeah. It's so stressful. Jake was just trying to eat popcorn. <laughs> making a bunch of chewing noises. I was eating Doritos while I was because he knew his wife was gonna leave him. <laughs> if I was eating, I would have choked. Yeah, yeah. So Charlie ends up kind of. This is a party that was like all like teenagers, like older teenagers. This girl is thirteen years old or something like that. Yeah, right. Yeah. And um so she doesn't relate to anybody she's just wandering around by herself and she just finds like a piece of cake or something right and starts eating it and it has nuts in it and you can tell i think the knife had because there was a a scene where someone was just chopping a bunch of nuts oh that's what it was yeah dude i I totally forgot about that where the cinematography was so good i thought that was like one of those scenes when i'm like oh that's there's just someone chopping. Even the house party itself was such an affluent form of a house party, which yeah. it's just it just is what it is. But I'm like, there's just these teens who are drinking out of red cups, but are also like chopping nuts on a chef's board. And there's like a shot. I don't know. It just, I was just impressed that like a teenager was chopping nuts like that. Like that is. That is a very like chef way to chop a bunch of nuts. I yeah, would never put that one in their thirties. No I know. Fucking way. It's great. Yeah, it's someone when you're like time. at an older person party would be doing that, but like a teenage yeah. party, I'm like, what? If I, I went mean, to somebody's just, house, they're just a lot classier. Like a thirty year old's house, and they were chopping nuts like that, I'd be like, this is impressive. I I shouldn't. I don't belong I, here. Yeah, this is yeah. I should have dressed better. It's I would. My favorite be, thing. 
she was 13 years old at this party and there was alcohol drugs all, all that stuff obviously but the best part is that in the kitchen when she was getting the cake they were playing flatbush zombies and it was the song where he was like fucking hoes fucking hoes smoking dope oh, fucking hoes <laughs> yeah dude and, but she's just she just wants Eating to eat chocolate some snacks. cake oh, yeah. yeah she just, she just wants to eat some snacks play some games that's on what's... someone's phone that's the shitty part is that she so, so I guess like she she knew not to look for nuts, but she didn't know that the knife that she cut the cake with was gonna have fucking mm-hmm. nut residue on it. Yeah. Yep. And uh, like an you innocent can kind of see it. You can see it in her face, like as she's eating, like her face starts getting real red and shit, and she's like breaking out in hives, but she doesn't realize it then. Wait, so like she starts temp- kind of temporarily was payment allergic to nuts. <laughs> it's probably like yeah. i love this that's how you Choke kill me, right. daddy what is, yeah, all of a sudden just... peter starts getting a nut allergy and you just have to kill payment was just allergic to nuts yeah it was it was it wasn't even there's one well. weakness hereditary too somebody has to find nuts and save the world <laughs> <laughs> the nut king it's the antidote so <laughs> so uh she's I, I love this scene too where like he's like upstairs hanging out and like smoking weed and oh she comes God. up and she's just like peter and like he's like Amazing. what's what's wrong like yeah and like it's like it was such a realistic scene because it was like the kid who doesn't she's like i don't want to be like a bother to you yeah but like my throat's closing up <laughs> like it's hard to breathe and like and he immediately knows what's going on i don't know where the fuck their EpiPens are because they don't have any anywhere like that even nice when they were in the at- house with that many people someone's gotta have an EpiPen yeah it was just I mean, destined this that is way 2018 like yeah because like at the at the funeral they didn't have an EpiPen either they're like is there nuts in there because we don't have our EpiPen they just never brought one and yeah, like they I mean. were negligent they on purpose I, like, EpiPens are expensive man you can't they, they fucking they, are they, they fucking are absolutely they yeah, told me I up. needed one yeah. A while ago, like a couple of years ago, for some reason, I don't even remember why. That's how that's how I not seriously I took it because I was like, I don't need that shit. <laughs> but when they prescribed it to me, I went to CVS to fucking get that shit, and they're like, "That'll be three hundred dollars." I was like, "That'll be a fuck you, no." <laughs> and I walked away, and I haven't died since. So, there you go. Um, nice. But yeah, so she, she needs this fucking epipen. Doesn't it's not there. So he he carries her out to the car. He's speeding to the hospital. Um, it's interesting to note on the way to the party when they were driving there originally, it, they passed the telephone pole and the telephone pole had this symbol on it. And it's yep. the same symbol of a necklace that uh, the mother Ellen was wearing in the casket and also a necklace that was given to Annie um, that she wears as well. It's just like it's reoccurring symbol. It's carved into this telephone pole and it's the exact same telephone pole. Peter's driving and he swerves. There's like a carcass in the middle of the street or something. Perfectly placed there. Yep. He swerves and she's sticking her head out of the window. And. And just to get, you know, to get air because she can't breathe and she knocks her fucking head off as he swerves and he just breaks and does exactly what I think anybody would do, which is not be able to process what the fuck just happened. Yeah, so realistic, he, uh, I, I would think. I've never done he, that. But. He sits there, stares forward for a while, 
just kind of hoping that what he thinks happened didn't just happen. And then he does this like real slow look. You see like a point of view shot of him kind of look up into the rearview mirror and then quickly look back. He confirms it like, fuck. Like, he, and he remember he was one of the ones that didn't have the art to be able to process trauma too. Yes, if, exactly. imagine if he had a guitar in the car, he would have been fine. Played a couple jams, <laughs> oh, and he would have been perfectly fine. <laughs> Hit single. Exactly. Do a do a color by number. Yeah. <laughs> and one then the slow pull off of him just being like, "I'm gonna just leave," <laughs> like, and he just yeah, he just he just drives home. Cannot cannot confront what just happened and he drives home parks the car and he just goes and lays in bed and lays awake all night until his mother finds the body in the morning and we have the most fucking uncomfortable scene in the goddamn world This is where it all starts. This is this is where this, this is, is the end of act, act 1. Two. This is still act 1, yeah. This is where the trauma in the 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 fucking gut punches of sorrow begin Crazy. of this actress who uh Tony Tony Colette 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 yeah um oh do you just... remember in act 1 too when Charlie cuts off the head and she's like making that model but then she sees the light which is supposed to be payment and it brings her out to the field and the grandma's sitting out there in front of the fire because like mm-hmm. the cult leaders placed the grandma there to start some kind of ritual off and oh shit so yeah. creepy. Yeah, they forgot about that part. I know, me too. Annie yeah. drags her inside and is it's when she kind of freaks out and is like, You're outside mm-hmm. with no shoes on and yeah, you're some kind of idiot. <laughs> right. Um, so the mother is just screaming and just all of the 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 sorrowful dreadful scenes in this movie were acted so well because you were just it feels gross watching yeah like you're watching this shit and you're just like i don't want to be here anymore like (laughs) i if i feel like i should leave like you ever been at a friend's house and something weird happens like the parents start fighting or something and you're just like I'm gonna go. Like, yeah, dude, their family's chemistry was terrible. There was so much gaslighting that was going on. Like when the mom was having the conversation and she was trying to get the son to admit guilt for like what he did. Yeah. And then he was trying to get her to admit guilt because she did try to push her off on him, like without Uh, even thinking about it, without even thinking, you know, that he might be going to a high school party or anything like that because she's also to blame. But she was like making those things like, I think she made a noise like, oh, or something. He's like, do you want to say something? And she's like, no. And it's all so passive and just gaslighting, making people feel crazy. And that's yeah. just like, it's a demon of mischief, you know, meddling yeah. in everything that they're doing because they need to make Peter as vulnerable as humanly possible. So pain Evacuate. Can Evacuate. Yeah. yeah like so, Joan was saying, get out, Peter. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you need an, em- of- you need an empty vessel. Yep. Exactly. S- speaking of gaslighting. There's also a uh, there's a something that's revealed a little bit later, but I'll bring it up now because it kind of ties in. The mother Annie tried to kill her children while she was sleepwalking. Mm-hmm. With she had soaked her children and herself in in kerosene and Paint was thinner. standing there. Well, that's what it was. Paint thinner. Yeah. 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 
and uh she was standing there with a match and she had woke up uh from sleepwalking but this very time that's what peter woke up to himself being doused in paint thinner and seeing his mom standing over him with a match yeah and so that is the reason why there has been this kind of awkward like animosity between annie and and peter and now it gets even worse because it's like well peter accidentally just killed his sister killed her daughter Mm -hmm. right and it's like she obviously wants to blame him but she can't like how can you blame somebody for an accident like that so you just have to hold that shit inside and so it's like this that that's why she makes a neutral view model of it exactly it it, it, that that trauma goes goes both ways and so they're trying to just kind of go on with their life it it fast forwards a little bit like they have the funeral and shit and it's just kind of like them trying to like get back into normal life um there is a there's that dinner scene where uh they're all just kind of it's the 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 mother father and the son they're just sitting at the dinner table um and the son uh peter is just like this is really good chicken dad and uh trying to like fake be a nice family yeah exactly just like yeah exactly and he like looks up um and he's like you got something to say mom because she's like being completely silent and he and she's just like like no like i like why would i say anything when like what does she say like She's like, you're, do you want to say something? Just gonna scoff yeah. at me. Yeah, like if you're just gonna scoff at me or whatever, and like he's so they, there's just this bitterness, or whatever, and like it's like if you got something to fucking say, just say it. And she's like, don't don't swear at me, you little you little shit. And then she blows the fuck up at him. Like wipe it's that like, fucking oh. face off your face. <laughs> yeah, wipe that fucking face off your face. That this it's like all of this like this built up like it comes out right, and like she blames him for charlie's death without blaming you know she's like i know it wasn't your fault but your sister's fucking dead and you have to confront that you never said you're sorry and all this shit and it's in it's like you're watching this fucking family fall apart and and you're just like the realism like how could you how could you sit there and write what would happen in a situation like this so accurately when you haven't been through it yeah you know what i mean it felt very personal well yeah you know i think i like last week when we were covering the wicker man we were talking about faith and i mentioned uh fear and trembling and like it's almost like if you know the ins and the outs of like ritual and like especially something like this to where like by the end of it it's like oh you couldn't have planned a more effective way to break people down in making them see like certain shit that you like especially it's almost like the whole time i'm wondering like is someone in this family in on how they're fucking up every other like almost like they're another part of the cult, but it's like, no, that's just how well this is years and years of plant, like planning and intervening and like, uh, sink, like mentioned earlier, like sinking your hooks in, like, like fertilizing, like 
this soil that this tragedy is going to happen in. So it's yeah, like because almost they didn't start off as a good family at all. No. They started off broken and they got somehow more broken. Like at the funeral, right in the beginning, nobody gave a shit that the grandma died. Nobody no. had any compassion whatsoever. They were already broken. And somehow yeah. this mischief guy can break them down even further. Yeah. Yeah. It's unreal. Yeah. And and yeah. even just, just her, like you can tell like the scene escalates and escalates and escalates with her like getting animated and then it soothes down and it it shows that Alex Wolf uh Peter's like face and then like there's almost like even with his small like motor functions like his mouth like you can tell from the second it gets quiet he wants to say something right back but it it holds makes you like wait for that and then finally he like delivers that line like what about you like why did you want her to go to that party so bad and her face when she mm -hmm. he he subtly accuses her twists and it's just perfect like the way she acted that and the way the husband is like uh, even the husband know who like is <laughs> usually pretty fucking clueless is shit. like yeah. okay let's back off like let's we let's not do this now yeah yeah like, he knows yeah, that crazy. he pushed the button just by the way her face turned like it was like a mask yeah, like, yeah they, they were both playing the same game yeah like i said it's it's still baffling to me that this she was not even at least nominated for an oscar for this movie like for what she did yeah. that's movie. a huge snub yeah it really was, the whole genre. was he uh, no one alex was. wolf no one was no one nominated was for any yeah. acting or and this i don't think it's received any uh academy nomination for anything that's unreal really this would have been a great one to break down the barrier too, because it's so scary. Well, it's honestly yeah. so artistic. Well, it's kind yeah, of like, yeah. like I wouldn't even like. I feel like technically there wasn't a barrier because if you go back to Rosemary's Baby and The Exorcist oh, and The yeah. Omen, like almost all of those were nominated. It's, uh, Silence of the Lambs was nominated. Like they were rarer back then. Though I feel like movies were just yeah. movies. But yeah. all all those movies uh, received some form of Academy nomination. So if anything, we've as we've progressed through time, like we've gotten less likely to nominate these films for some reason. I mean, more the political sucks. Yeah, seems like there's more of an agenda now in yeah. movies. And and I don't know if you guys heard this, but the Academy Awards, you have to now meet a certain percentage of demographics in your movie, whether it's like gay people, people of color. Uh, anything like that, you have to have a certain amount or you're disqualified to get an award, which sense. is fucking dumb. Yeah. It's so not even about the I art like anymore or about trained. anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, he would go by it. I think happy, he would be. Oh, happy yeah. Yeah. He's a demon lord. It's like, For why sure. not? And he loves mischief. You yeah, know? Absolutely. His pronouns are fucked up. Yeah. Um, he's, at a drag, <laughs> he's at a Florida drag show right now. <laughs> can't, hey, why you gotta bring Florida into this? He's not walking to Tennessee. That's <laughs> all I know. You got great disc golf. True. Oh, terrible shit. governor. No, Florida is the wild, wild west. We are fucked. <laughs> oh. Our governor, yeah, our governor sucks, dude. <laughs> oh God. Uh, I feel like he sucked Trump's dick at some point. Oh my God. I mean, didn't we all? Am I right? Lord uh, Maga, which yeah. I feel like is like a, a male wizard. The ninth, the ninth demon Nate, of hell, Nate, Lord Maga. <laughs> um, so Annie goes back to this grief counseling 
uh, meeting, but she doesn't actually go in. She decides to turn around, say, fuck it. And a woman flags her down, uh, comes up to her and says she hasn't seen her in a while. And she's just like, oh, like, I, uh, I you know, I've just kind of been dealing with that, whatever. And she's like, well, how, how have you been? Tapes. What was that? I've got to go return videotapes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to Hollywood video. Um, and uh, she's like, well, how have you been since your mother died? And she's just like, uh, excuse well, me. Well, my 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 daughter also died, <laughs> and she's just like, "Oh shit, yeah. okay." Well, uh, you know, she's she's being very empathetic to her, saying all the right things. Says, you know, if you ever want to talk, here is my number. Answer at first. Jehovah's Witness brochure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I, happens when we die? <laughs> I'm watching this, and at first I was like, let's give it up for Joe. And that's literally what I said out loud. And then I thought about it for a second, and I was like, no. Yeah. No, fuck Joan. And then and then her placemat outside of her house, that confirmed it immediately. Yeah, that yeah. Something is up. Is yeah. Crazy. I was yeah. like, there's th- – from what I've gathered from this movie, there is no – there is no savior. There is no good person that's going to come and make everything better. This doesn't add up. I yeah. mean, there is one, and his name is Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say payment. I was going to say payment. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, I, I was like, no, no, Jones fucked up. Jones in the cult. And I looked over at Ian, and he was just smiling. And I'm like, all right, all right, okay. So, yeah, and like you said, that was confirmed because uh, so Annie ends up running into Joan a while later at the uh, like a a grocery store. And Joan comes up to her and is like, oh, my God, like, you know, it's so good to see you. And then she just starts saying, like, you know, I got to tell you, like, I had uh, a medium come over and she conducted a seance and I was able to contact my grandson and it helped me out so much. And you just, you need to try it. You need to try it. You need to come over. You need to try it. She's being super pushy. Like at like, she's like, I know what you're thinking. Like, obviously this sounds crazy. That's what I thought too. You got to come fucking do it. You know, that was her second attempt at this, by the way, the first attempt was when she slid the uh, seance flyer in the mail underneath. That was the Colts first attempt to try to get her to go to the seance to make the connection between her and Charlie. But oh. since that didn't work, she had to find her out in public and actually try to bring her in. And and so that was the, the second attempt. Wait, when did they okay. slide it underneath the door? I don't... It was just, it was a quick shot. So it like showed, it pan, it slowly went into the, to the mail that was in their mail slot. And then a flyer like slid on top of the mail that was already in there. And it said seance, open oh. seance this Saturday. And so then, Huh. That's when she was like, I did the seance and she pretended like she was there or whatever. And yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And actually earlier, um, Annie was doing research online about it. She oh. was looking up shit, looking up shit about it online, but she just never ended up doing it, obviously. But yeah. So the first um, one, I guess, at least piqued her interest. And then the second right. one almost confirmed it. And yeah. that's exactly. when she got invited in. 
Um, they saw them Facebook ads that she was already mm-hmm. looking into it. And oh, yeah. By the way, her. we're talking about this right now. We're all going to get Facebook ads yeah. for, I mean, for, the, for seances. All I know is that there's, right now. there's eight local singles in my area that are looking to fuck me. So that's that's all I know. Seance, seance, seance. Sell me. I've believed both as equally. If my friend gave me a candle, equally. you know I'd burn that and like try to bring somebody. But I, like I'm so... Have you played so, the Luigi board? Can you burn a Luigi board? What is a Luigi board? My friends did a Luigi board. And- <laughs> <laughs> so she ends up going back to Joan's apartment. And uh, there is a welcome mat outside that has the same symbol that was on the telephone pole, that was on the necklaces. Um, and she's like, oh, like that's an interesting welcome mat. Like My mother used to make ones just like it. <laughs> And that fucking confirms, like, this bitch is evil. Um, We may perform a seance where she talks to her grandson. She has them move a glass. Uh, The the grandson, like, moves the glass to to the left. I don't know if it was actually the grandson or if that was Payman doing that shit, whatever. It's Payman. Yeah. Whatever whatever the case is. Welcome, Louie. Yeah. (laughs) Somebody fucking moved the glass. Right, and Annie's freaking the fuck out, like which, as anybody fucking would, like this is. And something breathes next to Annie that moves her hair, which was yep. most likely payment too. Right, he just went <laughs> right in her fucking. Ear. He just burped. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I hate putting on these shows for these rubes. Um, but uh, so Annie wants to leave, and she's like, okay, fine. Um, but she gives her like some papers or whatever that she's like. If you like when you're ready, like do this for yourself, contact Charlie. These are the words you need to say. Make sure your entire family's in, in into the house. I will say this. The one mistake this movie made. If you watch Joan's lips as she says what she's saying, she's the original dialogue was your whole family needs to be in the room in the room. Yep. But they they dubbed over it to say house because it they they needed to show it because they had her go down there first to try it out and then she brought the family down exactly yeah so they dubbed over they fixed they fixed their continuity error but I saw what what they fixed like you could tell yeah. they just they didn't reshoot the scene they just dubbed over the the mm. voice um so and I noticed uh, a bubble in my throat um I noticed a bubble. A, a, you ever, get, you ever get like a bubble in your throat? You know, when you're like, oh, blah, blah, blah. we've cleansed the vessel for you, Payman. Yeah, it happens all the <laughs> fucking time. You know what I hate when people have a bubble in their throat and they don't know it and they keep talking? I know I did and that and like, you told me that you like, were bothered by blah, 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 blah. it. Fucking swallow. Swallow. Like, fuck. But anyways. Um, I'll stop I'll stop I, doing that you if should... you stop eating on the mic. <laughs> okay, you're right. You're right, you're right, you're right. You got it, you got it, you got it. All right, cool. <laughs> I usually pretend I don't. I didn't think anybody else knew what was going on, but now I'm really self conscious about it. So, thanks. <laughs> Good. Everybody's dying, bitch. Um. So, the um, the seance. She she ends up performing it by herself, right? And she goes up and uh, she's she wakes her son up. She wakes up Peter and she's like. Come on, come on, come on downstairs. I want to try something. I want to try something. And, like, she brings, like, the family downstairs. And uh, no one's buying it. But, like, she's like, please, like, just fucking participate. Like, I want to show you. Like, I've, I contacted Charlie. Like, I want to. And 
So she does the glass thing again. The glass moves. How and... resistant the dad is so unbelievably annoying in that scene <laughs> and throughout the entire movie. Yeah. It's yeah, so you're annoying like, to me. If you're seeing this shit right in front of your There's face. There's so like, much evidence. Yeah, you just watched it. There's like, a, <laughs> yeah, we watched the deleted scenes and like she ends up saying in one of the deleted scenes that it's just as bad to be so like resistant and so rigid about it or whatever. And he just, yeah, I think he just walks off. Yeah. And then she's like, hey. wow. Yeah, it was awesome. I think right. I'd That's be the wild. same way, though. I'd be like, I'm out. This seems like your guys' thing. <laughs> I mean, you, you can admit that you're scared and I'm then, you know, leave. Going to get a burrito. But, like, yeah, so so strange. Right, but that uh, that forms the connection. And also another thing that, like, kind of has been, like, throughout the movie, the uh, there's been, like, little inscriptions of words on the walls. Yeah. Um, I have all three of those in my notes Satan-y. and what they mean. Oh. oh, okay. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to take over for that, for sure. Sure. Okay. Let me see. First... Yeah. It's, uh, yes. Satiny or Satiny Zazos and then Liftoch Pandemonium. And Satiny is used in rituals of necromancy and communicating with the dead. Uh, Zazos is used in a mantra to invoke demons and Liftoch uh, Pandemonium. Liftoch means to unlock or to open and Pandemonium is associated with widespread chaos. Um, so it's used like uh, like it's opening the door for global chaos, basically. And uh, interesting enough, um, Pandemonium has the word demon in it right in the middle as well. I think Pandemonium in Dante is one of the first layers of hell too or it's one of like it's one of the main court which i mean all of this like demonology stuff i mean as far as like the most of the stuff i've garnered from demonology it's it's usually like people would assume oh it's from like the bible or this or that or like the 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 main text it's like well this is like ancillary text from like i mean like Dante is like it's almost like he built a whole fan fiction nerd like a Cimmerillion for the Bible and like hell and heaven and the hierarchies of demons and arch demons and like that stuff is there but it's it's like it's usually deep in like obscure like secondary texts as far as like a main theology goes so like that I and I like I knew that like stuff just from being interested in Dante in the past but so much of that demonology stuff is built off of like the work that Dante did in building a mythology behind something that's already quite mythological. Yeah. But interesting. And I and pandemonium I always remember is like it's either like one of the as far as like the how many circles of hell there are it's either one of those circles or like a order of different circles like five through it says eight. it's the capital of hell yeah. in uh the poem paradise mm-hmm. lost oh it's john milton yeah okay yeah I, again and that's he i mean drew inspiration from from dante algieri so you know it's all just nerds writing on other nerds fans <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> but it's cool. I, I I do love that like that stuff. Like the even like the like a lot of this stuff is based on grimoires. Whether that be like like the Sefer stuff, like 
based on like Jewish esotericism, like as I think Ari Aster leans into, or like the it's it's judo Christian judo Christ, judeo Christian in origin. So it's, it's interesting. Nice. That's awesome. Right. What I thought was super interesting about these words written on the walls is so when um Annie is making her her sculptures, she signs her name on the walls, like in like the same font that is written these words in oh. or whatever. Like they 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 kind of make it out to be like and even some of the rooms like especially i found like when the mother's room like where the mother like because the mother lived with them right yeah yeah, yeah. Right? the end of her life um it looked she was like hostage at the end i think she but was... like at some at one point like there was oh, a room okay. of hers yeah yeah, in yeah. The... Okay. yeah i remember okay. they kept yeah, yeah. it locked and yeah it would keep opening the door would randomly keep oh, opening yeah, yeah. It, inside that room it looked i don't know how to explain this other than like the room looked like a sculpture like it they had the, the triangle on the floor yeah too, next they to the filmed bed. it all in sound stages uh-huh. i think too yep. yeah yeah like in a lot of the scenery of this house like almost looked like it's like this could be very easily recreated in a sculpture like and so th- that through line and that th- those parallels were like super evident through the whole movie i just thought that, like that was an interesting thing it's a good art yeah style. i mean um, yeah the, the whole first great. yeah was them going into the model it's almost like the whole thing was a model because it's this is kind of like the play for payment. It's him just yeah. controlling everything. They're almost in like toys. They're just his dolls. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, yeah, even the yeah. outside shots of the house, I'm pretty sure were just a model. It was yeah. just like yeah. a model. It didn't even look like a real scenery, you know? Yeah. Right. And to go all the way back to funny games, that's like the, the theme of like simulation and simul- simulacrum. Like the, the higher spiritual levels or the lower in this case spiritual levels love to play with that because we're like as as far as like we're in the 3d reality of our world they're outside of that like so they love to play and interact in our some somewhere they usually can't it's like their mm-hmm. bread and butter right so that's a great analogy and so, so after this, this seance to contact Charlie is performed, Peter starts getting super haunted. Um, he's at school and he sees this light kind of like, he's like everywhere he looks like there's like, almost like, uh, like, a like the reflection, like you ever have like the sun reflect on your phone and like, you can kind of make like a, like a light coming off of it. You know what I'm talking about? Um, he's like seeing that like kind of everywhere he looks and he ends up looking in like a reflection of this like last pain next to him and the it's his reflection looking back at him but smiling and it's like he's so peter's just love that part yeah he's he's getting fucked with like super hard there was a um in the in one of the ritual books that the grandmother had it talked about payment like the host that he needs needs to be somebody who is at their most vulnerable and the shit that peter goes through in this movie is just consistently breaking him down emotionally and and scaring him and even like he starts having panic attacks when he's smoking weed and shit like 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 literally like all of there's all these things that are just like going wrong in this dude's life He's a, a 
he's crying all the time because he's just fucked up and it's just they say oh god in spirituality too when you do things like drink and smoke weed it like clouds your like protection or whatever which i don't know right exactly like um it lowers that barrier and you know we we saw that light multiple times throughout the movie and one of the times was do you remember how uh annie ends up deciding to call uh joan for the first time to actually meet up with her she's she's in her workshop she's working on something you see the light briefly behind her and the ink it looks like her arm hits like the ink and the ink spills on the piece of paper with joan's number on it her arm if you if you rewind it her arm doesn't get close to the ink that was payment payment knocked over the ink no spill onto the piece of paper yeah so and then that's when she picked it up looked at the number and realized like i should probably call her i might need help oh my and so God. she ends up calling her because of that hmm. right cool. yeah so so this shit starts going bad and annie starts realizing that she did something bad by doing this seance like and like she starts like this the sketchbook that used to be charlie's starts drawing pictures of peter with axes over his eyes and she's like oh shit this is fucked up so she tries to burn the book but as it catches on fire annie also catches on fire and she doesn't go out until she puts out the sketchbook so that link it was there like she's like linked to like the sketchbook which you know it's so she realizes like she's she's summoned something malevolent like she's starting to realize that like this isn't just like the ghost of charlie coming to say hello like this is some fucked up shit right mm-hmm. you've opened a channel yes exactly you've opened a door that you cannot close yep a connection's right. been made she goes back to jones and there's fucking nobody there and she's like knocking on the door and as the uh the camera kind of goes into the apartment you see like kind of like shrines built and like pentagrams and shit and like real fucking culty demonistic shit like everywhere with pictures of peter at the center of it all and she looks down at the welcome mat again and she recognizes that symbol and she like it clicks in her head that like this woman might not be who she thinks it is she runs home and starts going through all her mother's shit again she's going through the books and she starts reading about payment payment is like one of the like eight princes of hell right and um about how like he needs to possess somebody who is like vulnerable and I've got whoever... the quote here. Want to read oh, it? Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead, dude. Nice. For sure. It's, it says, "When successfully invoked, King Payment will possess the most vulnerable host. Only when the ritual is complete will King Payment be locked into his ordained host. Once locked in, a new ritual is required to unlock the possession." And then it goes on to say that Payment wants the male body, and that uh, riches go to the conjurer. Yes. Yeah, so whoever facilitates this, this passing on this reincarnation of this demon they will receive like riches and so you see like annie starts going through like photo albums of her mother and you see like all this culty shit you see her mother being showered in gold with like a fucking crown on her head or some shit and she's like all happy 
And but then she sees that uh, there's pictures of her mother with Joan, the woman who never once claimed to know who yeah. who her mother was or anything like that, whatever. So she realized like like some fucked up shit's going on. Wasn't wasn't the picture like the the grandma had her eyes closed and then her eyes were open as if she was like reborn and reanimated? And wasn't she wearing the same dress that she was put in the coffin in? I think um, so. And and the grave was desecrated. I'm pretty sure they took her body, reanimated it, and then um being like the demon of mischief, put those pictures in the picture book. Oh. And then but then they ended up having to cut her head off and all that stuff to that's the thing like there's so much fucking behind the scenes shit in this yeah. movie there yeah, are so he calls many little it, details aster calls it flawed logic he's like the movie's full of flawed logic because the demon has like he's the guy he's the demon of mischief so he has to do that type of thing to like keep people vulnerable plus the demon just thinks it's funny yeah, yeah i think they call like, it like a unreliable narrator or something oh, yeah. like where it's like the the truth the truth that you think you're being told is not the truth yeah. so um but regardless so she it's it's clear that so annie is going crazy but like the part of her that's not understands what's happening and she's like i have to fix this and so she makes like one last attempt where she's like we have to burn this fucking sketchbook and so She's like pleading with her husband. Like, she's like, please burn this book. Like, I, she's like, I'm connected to it. So if this thing dies, I die. But I can't do it, but I need you to fucking do it. And he's so sick of this shit <laughs> because he's like a psychologist. So he thinks he doesn't believe anything. Like, he's just like, and this is, isn't this after he saw the mom's body with the flies up in the attic oh, and he was like, yes. what the fuck yeah. was that? And he still didn't think something weird was going on he still thought it was in her mind like yeah. no I think because he did thinking... say i'm gonna call the police yeah yes and and he <laughs> right. said like you're the one that desecrated the grave like you did this and it's yes, like he's blaming her for everything and everybody that's the thing it's like it's all this like gaslighting of the mother it's because <laughs> yes because Just like it's more like chaos her sleepwalking her sleepwalking and like the mistakes she's made and like whatever. And it's like, she's trying to like, at this point, she's doing the only thing that she knows she can do, which is to sacrifice herself to save what's left of her family. Yeah. But she can't do it. She, she's like, I can't basically commit suicide. And so she's like, please throw the book in the fire. He takes the book, starts walking to the fire. And he's like, I'm not going to do this anymore. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to play into your delusions or whatever and she's like fuck you and she takes the book and throws it in the fire and he catches on fire <laughs> do you know why he caught on fire no i As don't opposed to her because like the first time she puts it in the thing she starts to catch on fire yeah so do you know why he catches on fire no i don't why i, I saw an interview with that. ari aster and he said again because he's the demon of mischief he just that's just what he does he fucks I, with everybody like just no i yeah. think i think the cruel joke is that th the either of them thinking that they could affect it in like it's almost like they're getting that's off cool. on them thinking like they can they that can make an hope. effect either way yeah it's like oh even yeah. if she threw in like she could have lit on fire they both could have lit on fire and even if they both died they could both be reanimated to do to serve whatever purpose needed that that needed done. It's like yep. and 
Heyman just chose her. Yeah, and it's just like a it. You're watching a. a it's almost a a comedy to some fucked up being, essentially. Exactly. Yeah. That's a great point. So, so now we have another vulnerable host, a a woman who has just seen her husband burn alive, and she now gets possessed by the spirit of Payton. Yeah. You instantly you see that white light again, that the click noise light too, mm-hmm. that echo locative, like mm-hmm. bright white uh, ref- refraction, and you right. Can, you see it in her eyes too obviously yeah because she's like horrified at first and the light centers around her face and then she just goes stoic completely lower like she's face. yep and she's yeah. just whatever i love that dude her face when oh my god when she's like screaming and her face is all like her mouth is wide open and she's all sweaty mm-hmm. and like dude mm-hmm. crazy and from this point forward i'm mm-hmm. fucked it's the scary zone this is, this, the whole this rest is the scary zone so the rest of the- what what I I guess we should ask everybody too. But what is the most like? What is the image you can't get out of your head, Ryan? The smiling man in the doorway. What smiling man in the doorway? Oh, the uh, the, the naked, naked smiling guy. man. Yeah, the naked smiling man yeah. in the doorway. That's the worst for me. I don't even remember that. Hm. Well, it, that that hit me. That and the um the the piano chord. The, mm. the 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 zip 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 yeah. zip zip yeah I think that's almost like, that goes faster that's, and faster that's pretty universal for most of us yeah my was, mine uh, was the combination of her doing the piano chord and there's a there's like a pan really quickly to like three people three cultists just standing in that like i hate when it's like you're like i'm already mm-hmm. living in a scene and then all of a sudden the way this movie did like their like neutral tone and like in the shadows and all of a sudden it's like holy shit i didn't realize that person was right there like yeah. uh His it did of that light so is well. unreal yeah yeah, yeah. My, and yeah. i don't know if you guys noticed but before like that said, scene it it shows the house all lit up daytime and it's only for like a half a second and then it goes yeah. dark and that's yeah. when all this stuff starts happening. Yeah. But mm-hmm. when it's light outside, you can see all the naked cultists surrounded around the house. Yeah. No fucking like out, way, really? Out in the yep. trees, it yeah, out in the trees, on the driveway, they're fucking everywhere. everywhere. And then all this all this shit starts. I did not even notice that. Yeah, Holy shit. Creepy. I'm glad I didn't notice that. Yeah. Um, there's so much shit I missed, but like I caught so much still at the same time because they just put shit in the background. Yeah, yeah. So my favorite this... is the mom in the corner of the room when yes. when he wakes yeah. up and he gets up and he's got the broken nose and he's uh-huh. just sitting there and she's just up like fucking Spider Man. Yeah. That's when I noticed the glare because I'm like everyone else is getting scared and I'm like there's a glare right there on the screen and yeah, I... you can barely <laughs> see her. I'm like I remember no. I was with my girlfriend and I was like. Oh, oh, and she's like, "What, what?" And then she sees it, and she's you can't see the first. Scared the shit out of me. Yeah. It's so dark, and so the sun wakes up, and he's just in in his bed, and it's super dark in the corner in the left hand corner of the screen. His mom is just on the corner of the wall, just looking at him, standing, or not standing, floating, completely still, right. And here's the thing. So this, he doesn't notice her at first. He just kind of, it, it goes to a different shot. And then you see her like sw- swimming behind him. And Jake, you explained this scene to me. Mm-hmm. You said that the swimming scene got to you. It still gets me. 
It's it fucked. Did, that part did not get to me. It, it, doesn't, part, it doesn't get Emily. Emily thinks it looks stupid. She's like... She thinks it looks stupid. It's, because when I you when you explain it. that scene to me... And she's so what, bright. Like, it, you, like, I hate it. The way you explained it to me, what I was picturing was way creepier than what they showed. Mm-hmm. Because what I thought you... what When you were explaining to me, what I thought you were saying was that she was on the ceiling like kind of phasing into the the ceiling swimming upside down like almost as if the ceiling was water like you know what i mean like which would be way more expensive to animate but that's that's what i thought you were which would look super super fucking creepy if you did it right that's what i was picturing in my mind yeah but when i saw what you were talking about i was like oh that wasn't that bad (laughs) i do think then yeah but then (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when she comes at him because then he goes downstairs from the corner she, of the room in the she, darkness she's on the ceiling she screams runs at him he runs up gets in the attic he's in the attic he locks the door and you hear like knock 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 oh. knock knock and you're like you're like oh she's just banging on the door she's banging her fucking head into the fucking ceiling yeah over so and over scary. and over again super fucking quickly and you're like, what the fuck? Uh, yeah. And then he starts kind of investigating what's in the attic. There's a naked person in the corner that they don't even address until holy fucking shit. Because <laughs> Katie, did that freak you out? Yes. <laughs> fucking Christ. God fucking damn it. I fucking so, fuck. How did you guys know that it was a piano wire? Yeah. Um, I didn't get that. I I know how. There's an upturned piano earlier. There was a, they showed a piano. I actually I didn't know. They explained it to me that it was a piano wire, but I didn't know it was a piano wire. There's so when when he first goes in the living room and he sees his dad's burned body on the ground, you hear like this bang, and then you can kind of hear the keys, and that's her ripping the piano wire out of the piano. Yeah, mm. yeah that's another thing. They they, they there's a lot of sound. That if you don't catch oh, yeah. it, you don't know, which we will get to later. The, the first um, time I ever heard that was this last time I watched it. Yeah. Right. I, I can't wait to watch this much more times. Ian, you were gone, but your girlfriend, Katie, just scared the fucking shit out of me when I was explaining was people screen. being in the corner of the room. And she literally walked by the screen in the same the fucking corner of the room in the darkness, <laughs> right where the fucking people were in the movie. Yeah. Fuck my ass. Yep. Um, Ian was playing with kitties. Yeah, I was playing yeah, with the cat. He, he, he's checked out. I've been gone. I'm out. He's like, I don't, like, I don't even like this movie anymore. anymore. <laughs> Peter, oh, Peter's up in the attic. And my you start hearing movie this like. I want to watch this, it again right after this. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You, you just hear like zip, 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 zip. And he and looks zip, up. Zip, 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 zip. Yeah. And. His mother is just floating in the air, looking at him wide-eyed with a piano cord wrapped around her neck. And she is just, like, pulling it back and forth, slowly cutting her head off. Yeah. And to me, that's just another, like, sign. Like, uh, we were reading about payment earlier. It's like, you're going to get riches and glory and whatever. It's like, no, you're going to get a piano wire through your neck, like, yeah. a day later. Jake, yeah. like, I thought you were going to say. Deals. I thought you were going to say it's cozy. <laughs> It is. Yeah, Ob- obviously, animal. everything. I would put a disc golf course on their land. I'd enjoy that treehouse. <laughs> demons wouldn't Beautiful bother house. with me. I'm already evacuated. <laughs> yep. 
And I guess, I guess her death is what evacuated Payman from her. And yeah. like once her head hits the ground, you can hear it, you know, once it hits mm -hmm. the ground and he's already out the window, it yeah. moves from her down to him. Yeah. You, get the, her body you get the light imagery the again. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was talking about because I, so I, I missed that the first time. So, so he sees, so he sees that he looks down and there's three more cultists naked, just staring at him in the corner. And it scared you, the shit out of him. You did see him. You did see them earlier, but he didn't see him. Yeah, but then he sees him. And he goes fuck, and he jumps out the window, which is exactly what I would have done. Yeah, it was um, the only. You option. said it right yeah. before. You're like, jump. Yep. Yeah, I literally because the door's already locked. Like you can't go back it. down there. <laughs> yeah, it's just fuck crazy. that. So he jumps out the window, right? And I miss the head hitting the ground. I miss that. Like the zip, 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 zip. Thud. Like I yeah. didn't catch that the first time because I was so horrified at what I just fucking saw. <laughs> And there's a lot of that in the theaters too, because everyone's yelling and gasping. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So then the the spirit of payment slowly floats down, inhabits the body. Got fucking that corner where Ian is is so fucking creepy. Stop walking from that corner. God fucking damn it. We, we moved the pool table. That's the problem. Yeah. But I love anyways, how when payment gets into him and you hear him go. Like he does the click, yeah, the click, dude. Right, so good. So, yeah, which was jarring to me because I was like, "What the fuck?" Like Charlie, yep. like what? And then, so you see the body floating up into the treehouse. That's and, that was my that to me was the creepier like swimming floating scene from her. Was that like I loved how that was like a a well lit creepy floating scene where it's like your perspective never changes it's just a fixed like yeah. uh scene and you just see that like it, it so much of this movie reminds me of like a rembrandt or like a renaissance like painting like an oil painting where it's such a good play between the shadows and the forced lighting that it's just so good right and so he he climbs up there and the first thing they say is like, Charlie, I know you're scared because it's it's Charlie in there, but they explain who this person is, who this soul actually is. Like, you are Payman, you are this demon lord from hell. We are and, your followers. Yeah, and you can kind of see it all start to click, like in in his head. Like he's like, oh, okay. And all these people are bowed down before him. You see there's like this like statue kind of with the head of fucking the little Charlie. girl Charlie that's like decomposed and shit. And then you're looking at all like like there's a bunch of like cultists that are all bowed down. But some of the bot like there's like the 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 headless like grandma. mother grandma. Like and the, the mom, the, yeah. And the mom are like both the grandma and the mom are bowing down head headless. Um, that was the desecrated grave. Yeah. Was was fuck the reason why the grave was desecrated because they dug that shit up for some reason, cut off her fucking head and put her bowing down to this shit. Kept her in, the, she gets in the attic for a while. Just yes. Yeah. They they should have yeah, had yeah. a better place to keep her. Why did she have to be in the attic? Because she's in the same house as everybody? Yeah, he just he loves to fuck above. with people. Directly above, yeah. Peter. Peter. That's my guess. Oh, oh good call. That's my yeah. Good call. Yeah. yeah, 
And so they just kind of like explain like who you are, Payman, why you're here, what we want you to do for us. Like kind of like, like please like, you know, bless us for, for serving you and inflict your will upon the world. And it, I, it reminded me of like the coronation of like a Pope too, like to where it's like, it's kind of odd. like you give a guy a funny hat and you, I wonder if a Pope has ever felt like the same weight on his shoulders. Like what the fuck? Like, I guess it's a different path. You get to that point, but eventually mm-hmm. you're just standing in front of a bunch of people that were like, wait, I'm like, I'm like the voice of God or like, I'm like your like main spiritual guy. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder if there's that. And I, I, like, I just started like running through that to where I'm like, I wonder if anybody in that, like, obviously this is like a different form of ritual, like to where it's, it's based on inversion. Like a lot of this, like demonology is just an inversion of ecclesiastical magic that was already around like old Jewish or Christian like rituals, like we've talked about before, like just turned on their head and inverted to where like the Holy Trinity would be inverted or like, like these staples in normal, I guess I, that's even weird to say, but like more mainstream theologies, it's like all that just flips on its head and they're like, how about the reverse of that? Um, but I wonder how like popes would feel just being like, I'm just a guy in a funny hat with a bunch of people who are like, well, you're like King shit now. And you're like, Oh Jesus. (laughs) And all that sort of blasphemies little guy and in the treehouse on the wall right next to the statue is a picture of the grandma and it says queen underneath it so Uh payment is the king and she's the queen yep right and i think she's referred to as queen lee yes exactly yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah dude so and that's that's the fucking end right and and God damn it, what a fantastic, awful, fucking horrible movie that never should have been made. Bravo. <laughs> like, fucking fucking... My life is better for it having been made. Yeah. I fucking love it. Yeah. I'm relieving it right now. Like, I have to go to sleep tonight. I have to work tomorrow. You, like, did, fuck. you did a great job with the walkthrough. I can't believe you really, like, took in as much of the movie as you did. I mean, it is burned into my brain, too, I guess. But, like, yeah. for someone it, who is I, well, hard by it. I, I think the uh, most important thing is that we've we've traumatized Ryan enough for yeah. him to be empty enough for payment yeah, for our dear yeah, Lord payment. Yeah, to yeah. yeah what God. the fuck? You're weak now. Are, Everybody, are you guys now trying we're gonna to start fucking ch- hail payment? Are you trying to make hail me a host for payment. fucking payment right now? Hail, no, no, Craig. Hail, Craig. Hail, Craig. Hail, Craig. Craig, become. We're never. By the way, I don't. We're, we say Craig a lot. We've said Craig on the podcast. We're never explaining what Craig is to the listeners. No, I thought no. about that. I was like, will we someday? Well, no, 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 no. Craig is our producer. No. <laughs> you, that's, you, that's as far as we're going to go. Cut that if Craig Ban. No. <laughs> <laughs> Craig Ban. <laughs> Without further mm. interruption, let's celebrate and suck some dick. <laughs> Are we doing the blow jibber thing? Fuck yeah, we oh, are. Shit. Yes. Oh. oh, she didn't. She wasn't paying attention at all during the review. All right. Well, let's start with uh, let's start with Ian because Ian always gets his taken away. 
So Ian, what do you think is uh blow jibber of the week? Um, so uh this was uh Annie said this and it was right before she performs the seance with Peter and the dad, and she says, My friend Joan taught me how to do this. <laughs> That's nice. good. That is a good one. That's a good one. All right. Uh <laughs> Ryan, do you have one? I do, but I can't put my fucking notes. Thank God. I'll find someone else then. Yeah. Parker. <laughs> Parker, do you have one? All right. Yeah, this is a quote by Annie. She says, there's a body. I think it's my mother, but I can't tell because the skin is all black and she's distended, but her head. <laughs> that sweet, her sweet head, head. Dot, 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 is fire. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I found, I found my notebook. Okay. Um, it's are, are all of our quotes Annie? Because mine's Annie too. Mine's Annie. And yeah, I think we have um, the same one because you brought. I think you brought it up in the. I did. Uh, yeah. Oh okay. shit! I'm gonna tie my horse to you then. Okay. All right. So me, me and Jake have the same one then. It's uh. I think it's I'm when, gonna vote. We do. Yeah, it's when Annie's like she gets on top of her fucking son in the bed and she's like, "Get up, <laughs> yeah. sweetheart. We're gonna try something. <laughs> I want to try something with you." <laughs> That is good. Can you get up, Actually, sweetheart? I want to try something with you. <laughs> Those are both better than mine, for sure. Yes, I can. All right. Emily, do you have a guess for Blow Jibber of the Week? I do. It's um when Charlie is in the classroom and the teacher says, do you want to finish your toy after the quiz? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the votes are in, and here is Blow Jibber of the Week. Come on, Peter. Wake up. Yeah. Wake up. That's your suit. Do you know if your sister slept in her room last night? <laughs> <laughs> That's in the very first scene. That's like the third line. <laughs> they just wanted to get it done with. Oh, did you hear that? Did you oh, hear good. that last part? No, I didn't re There's replay it. The replay last part. I'm not mad at you. <laughs> there aren't nuts in that, are there? Oh. Yeah. I don't yes, hear it. Oh, shit. Yeah, he, he, he says it really quiet. Drop it in. Yeah. That's hilarious. Oh, it's as gratuitous as some of your scenes. Some of your scenes, I just want to die when I re-listen oh, to the podcast. It the trick or treat so one. I'm driving. I think it, is. it goes on so long, and you do it twice in the trick or treat one. You play it twice. Oh, the the Gatlin gun one, dude. The the machine gun. It was. It's funny, but I'm like, I didn't hear it this well during when we were actually doing the podcast. Oh, when I dropped in the actual audio of it, oh, it's so. It's, is very very <laughs> abrasive. I think I mentioned. I'm like, this is this is gratuitous. <laughs> this, is, I, this is a lot. I yeah. have to close my eyes, and I've been listening here. to them while I'm driving, and I can't close my eyes while I'm driving. I you literally I made don't have nightmares. You were like, I took off my headphones for that, <laughs> <laughs> and then we had to listen to it again. That tracks. <laughs> oh, Think about awesome. Jake though. Jake has to sit there and scroll yeah. through these. I have to runaways. watch all these pornography videos well, with so no crazy. boner. Listening, listening for the perfect blowjob sound. It's, it's very taxing on my soul, and uh, I feel like any time payment comes for me 
because of all this pornography I've taken in. Yeah, you're I way too like, vulnerable, man. I feel <laughs> like I feel like payment will reward you for your service <laughs> with or, gold uh, and cum. X two. I know these names better than I know my own grandmothers. <laughs> <laughs> that worked so well with this movie. That works yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, oh, so we're what time are we at, Ryan? We're at two hours. All right. Do you want to well, do another game? We did, or we didn't take wheel. a break. Let's just spin the wheel. We'll just spin the, the game. spin the wheel. All right. So, so my turn. So this week, I mean, uh, Emily is the last person to be on the uh, to have her choice taken or selected, and uh, so this week she gets uh, whatever she wants. Yeah. And so uh, she decided to go between Infinity Pool and Barbarian. I couldn't so, make a choice, so we're just going to yeah. spin. Can you roll on that? Between two of my yeah, choices. Yeah. Oh, nice. You, you can put as many choices as I, you want. I, so you just chosen that gives, one. That gives Parker a chance to lose, too, which is a great. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I mean, Parker wanted wanted Barbarian. but yeah. I mean, if you lose or not, you, you have to come back. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm down. All right. You're All always right. welcome back. All yeah. right, let's spin the wheel. And, and it is Barbarian. Barbarian. Oh, shit. I've been voting for this yeah. one for a long time, nice. too. So. I'm not a huge fan of Infinity Pool, so that's great. <laughs> Man. It is. Infinity Pool is a hard watch, and I think it's excellent. But Yeah, not as good as Possessor. I'm looking forward to watching both. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, at least you guys um, don't have to spend uh, money to get this one. This one's just on HBO or Max now. It? Sorry. Max. Max. Don't mean to yeah. date it. Also, whenever you can't find one, a lot of times you can just rent them on YouTube for like mm. two bucks, two or three bucks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh. Usually yeah. what I do. Um, I, I did that until Ready or Not and Ready or Not, you can't. And I got it. The ending spoiled for me on, on YouTube oh. by searching it. And oh. you can't rent it on there. And I was pissed. Lame. Yep. Parker, since since we didn't do an actual normal wheel wheel spin this week, do you have a secondary movie that we will throw in pro bono as a as an option next week for when we do our our oh, wheel? Oh man. As an offering to payment. As an offering. <laughs> I mean, I would say the Wreck movie if you're good with watching subtitles, but if not, yes. I could put a different one. The Spanish Wreck. Oh, Wreck? Wreck okay. is unreal. The second one, I think, is even better, but you got to do both the first good. one. Yeah, All they're right. both so good. All right, yeah, so we'll, we'll, throw, we'll, we'll throw Wreck in the, in, the in the next wheel then. Not Quarantine, Wreck. Yeah, Quarantine sucks. <laughs> wreck is legendary. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, All I right, guess cool. we'll be back next week with uh, our review of Barbarian. Yeah, for sure. Uh, follow us on our social medias, uh, Twitter at HorrorPhobiaPod. Uh, our Instagram is Horrorphobia Podcast. Facebook is Horrorphobia colon a spooky movie review podcast. And our Patreon is patreon.com slash horrorphobia. If you donate a dollar a month to us, you get to be uh, in our wheel of suggested movies no. uh, until that gets oh. overwhelming and we'll figure something else out. And you yeah, can I'm, doing that. I'm, I'm donating. You can, also, <laughs> you can also email us at horrorphobiapodcast at gmail with uh, movie suggestions. For sure, for sure. Add them so, to the list. Thank you guys so much. Take your dead friend's phone. Don't, you know the you know the drill. 
Don't gaslight your family and summon our podcast. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Parker. Thanks, Parker. Thank you, Parker. Thanks for guys. Thanks for coming. This is fun. Hell yeah. Scary movies are literally my favorite thing. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah, yeah, dude. They're not Ryan's. Not mine. All right. Bye. bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. Oh, it's your boss. Bye.